Good morning and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today I'm going to be telling you about Michael Braden Fuxa. Grab yourself some coffee and let's dive in. Braden Fuchsa was born May 19th, 1987, and it was hard to find a lot of information about this case. I could only find a few sources, which I know Abby and I have been struggling with for some of our minis lately, and the smaller cases that people don't know about, but I did get a little bit of information about him. So he graduated from high school and was living in Kansas at the time with some roommates. And after he graduated college, he decided to stay around his parents' home. And he had gone to community college for about a year, but then he didn't end up going back to college. It wasn't really his thing. His mom and dad and, like, friends believed that his dyslexia kind of deterred him from wanting to finish college out, which makes sense. His mom says his dream was always to work as a game warden in Montana. He had looked into a training program but had never applied. He'd always been super interested in the outdoors And was always outside with his family. And he learned to shoot a gun at a very young age. He had always loved hiking and camping. And that was just the family that he had grown up in. And the things that he loved to do. In 2009, which is when our story takes place, Michael Braden Fuchsa was 22 years old. I'm going to refer to him as Braden from now on. That was what he went by and how most of the articles that I found were referring to him. On July 6, 2009... Apparently, Braden stole more than $1,000 from the Olaf Bass Pro Shop. He worked there in loss prevention. And so he stole a ton of money from them and was caught. And so he was actually arrested on July 9th and spent the night in a detention center in Kansas. And prior to this incident, the only incident that he'd ever had with the law was just a speeding ticket that he'd had in 2007. So it was kind of a step up from a speeding ticket to stealing over $1,000. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Do you know what, like, possessed him to do that? Well, it was reported, so he hadn't talked to his, like, mom and dad about it at all. It had kind of been a little bit of a joke almost, but he was really low on money. He had been late in paying his rent for the month of June and July, and his parents had offered him money, but he was like, no, I'm okay. And they even offered to let him move back home if he needed to save up some money, and he was just like, no, I got it. But... He did need some money, so he stole over $1,000, which is one way to get it, I guess. But it's not the way that I would recommend going about it, because it ends up with you spending a night in jail. (laughs) On the night of July 14th, so he's been released from the detention center, and so he stays the night with the girl that he was dating at the time. And the next night, he tells his roommates that he's going to be spending the night at his parents' house. But his parents were out of town at the time. The roommates just didn't know that. Instead, Braden goes to his parents' house, takes a 9mm Beretta handgun from his parents' house, and while he's there, somehow transfers $800 from their bank account to his. So he's really looking for some money at this point. He then finds time to text his mom about his dad's choice in movies. I'm not really sure what that conversation was about, I guess. Probably his choice in movies. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't understand. Like, but like why? why? You just took a gun. You got some money now. And now you want to ask about your dad's choice of movie? Yeah, it sounds kind of um, odd. I don't understand the connection, but he did. 
So then he goes by a drive through ATM and takes that $800 out of his bank account and gets it in cash. So July 16th, which would have been the next day, he was actually doing court for the theft that he had done. But he was no longer in Kansas. And he was now in Wyoming. He took off probably to avoid his charges. Yes. But nobody really knew where he was. He hadn't told anybody where he was going. He had the cash. So it wasn't really being tracked. On July 16th, 2009, there was a patrol car in Wyoming that saw a 1996 maroon Ford Explorer on the side of the road. And he said it didn't look like anything was weird. It just kind of looked like a broken down car. So he left a note on the window saying that the car would be towed if it wasn't moved. And later they noticed that the car had not yet been moved and it was searched. So when they did the search, they found the ignition key under the floor mat as if it had been purposefully placed there. And this actually came back later from his mom. And I'm going to put it here because otherwise I'll forget. She said the car had the keypad to get in. So they used to just always hide the key under the floor mat. And then they just used the keypad to get back in. Uh, so this was a common thing for them. And it wasn't that abnormal. So that points to him doing it. Yes. There was also a laptop in his car that was like buried under clothing. It looked as if it was just to make sure that nobody saw the laptop. They noticed that the car had a three quarters tank of gas. It didn't have any mechanical problems. And then it had to bring a new tire. So the police were like, I don't know why this car was abandoned. Don't know where the owner is. Anything like that. It gets back to Braden's parents. And by July 19th, they are filing a missing persons report. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. The car had been checked again because now there were concerns that because he was missing, they wanted to make sure that there wasn't like foul play or anything. So they start looking. There's no signs of struggle. There's no blood in the car. There's no anything. And his mom came forward and she said that the weirdest thing that was in the car was gummy worms. Did he not like gummy worms? He loved gummy worms. He would always have gummy worms in his pocket, but instead they were just left in the car. So she thought it was weird that he didn't take them. Yes. She thought it was super strange that he decided to leave the gummy worms in his car because apparently he always had them in his pockets. I thought it was weird that he left the laptop because he clearly was trying to get money any way he could. Mm -hmm. So you think that'd be something he'd take and try to sell? for some extra cash and i don't know if he like what his exact plan was was if it was to come back to the car or what his plan was um he also didn't take his carhartt jacket which apparently he usually would go places with that but i'm not sure how weird that is because it's mid-july in wyoming yeah i probably wouldn't take it either it's probably a little hot but I, i don't know the mom did come for it. She said that it's weird, though, because her son liked to go in the mountain regions, even in July, and up there it's cold. So it was weird that he hadn't taken his car heart or any of his thermal underwear, because she assumed that's probably where he was going. Was his car found by any mountain ranges? It was nearby some mountains. I don't know this case, and I'm curious to see where this is going. This one is actually a solved case. I will tell you that. Okay. <laughs> 
Because I don't even know yet if he's took off or if he's murdered or what is going on here. Well, you're right at the same place where the family and investigators were. They had no idea either. Okay. So you're right where I want you. (laughs) Oh, no. Inside the car, they found a receipt from an auto repair shop in Wheatland, Wyoming, which is about an hour south of Douglas. So it's in the area that he was. And a tow driver had told police that he had fixed the tire for him on that morning. So that's why there was a new tire on the car. He'd literally just gotten it fixed. And then it was about noon that day when the highway patrol officer had found the car abandoned. So he was only about an hour and 15 minutes behind Brayden. Which would mean he would likely be in the same area still? Yes. It was believed, based on what his family knew and what police had found, that the only thing that he had with him was a small blue Nike duffel bag, the boots that were on his feet, a pocket knife, and his parents' 9mm Beretta handgun. And the cash? I don't even know that he had the cash when he left. He might have in his duffel bag. It didn't say. So like I said, the missing persons report was filed in July of 2009. The family continued to search and search and search for him, but there was no sightings, no anything until May of 2015. So six years went by before the family got any information. And the information that they got was not information that they were hoping for. His skeletal remains were found at the base of Casper Mountains and his body was identified through dental records. And it was confirmed that it was 22-year-old Michael Braden Fuxa. The cause of death for Braden was a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. So he had taken his own life. Police found the weapon at the scene of the crime. They found everything with him. There was no question about whether or not it was a suicide or like homicide or anything. It was 100% a suicide. The main reason that I'm covering this case is, one, I mean, there was some crime involved. But we cover so many missing persons cases that don't have a result. And so they could be a suicide. But I covered this one specifically. I've had a couple people suggest this case to me. And I've come across it a couple times. Just looking at Bryce Laspiza. Because people see some of the connection between the two. Which when I researched it, I saw the same thing. I mean, there is some connection. Years went by before anything was found. Some weird events had happened for Brayden. Not nearly as many as had happened for Bryce. But... This one is a solved one, which great, but it was also kind of a sad ending, I know. I did want to throw out, it's not really known why Braden chose to commit suicide other than the fact that he was struggling with money. He had a warrant out for his arrest in Kansas for the burglary and was about to appear in court. He might not have just wanted to face the jail time. So it's all really sad. I did want to throw out the National Suicide Prevention Line. It's available 24 hours. So if you guys, concerns for you, family members, anything like that, you guys call 1-800-273-8255. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. 
You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.